Hi, and welcome to Chat Club. There's only one rule, and everybody talks about Chat Club. That's the number one rule. Hi, I'm your host, Alan Hilton, and today's episode is going to be episode five, and I'm looking to discuss about depression. Um, is depression real? Uh, I absolutely think it's real. I think people live with depression every day. They hide it, they put a mask on, they put a happy face on. It's no different than, you know, that guy seems to have it together. But in actuality, the guy's putting a pretty good friend on, more than likely, he or she. Um, there's no visible wound signs with depression. You know, people are having the feeling of hopelessness, no energy, no positive outlook, angry, no empathy, and feeling helpless. And that's an awful thing to be living with on a daily occurrence. Now... I did a lot of research on this, and I really like the definition from helpguide.org. What is depression? Feeling down from time to time is a normal part of life. But when such emotions and hopelessness and despair take hold, and it just won't go away, you may have depression. More than just sadness in response to life struggles and setbacks. Depression changes how you think, how you feel, how you function in daily activities. It can interfere with your ability to work, study, eat, sleep, and enjoy life. Just trying to get through the day can be very overwhelming. With some people described as depression, it's living in a deep black hole, uh, having a feeling of impending doom. Others feel lifeless, empty, uh, apathetic. Uh, men in particular feel angry, restless. However, you experience depression left untreated. It can become a serious heart condition. In other words, it can be you know very harmful for your health, not taking care of depression. But it's important to remember that the feeling of helplessness and hopelessness are symptoms of depression, not reality of your situation. No matter how hopeless you feel, you can get better by understanding your causes of depression. You can take the steps to feeling better and overcoming the problem. So this is a definition, I think, that simplifies basically everything. And you're not, you're not using big words and stuff like that. Now, the American Psychiatric Association has this definition. Depression is classified as a mood disorder. It can be described as feelings of sadness, loss, anger that interfere with everyday life for people. Um, it's also uh, fairly common um, that, you know, there's a survey on it that estimates 8.1% of Americans, adults ages 20 and over, have depression in any two-week uh, two period from 2013 to 2016. Um, another thing, pe people experience depression in many different ways. It can interfere with your daily work, result of, uh, you know, lost time or lower productivity. And it also can influence relationships or chronic health problems. Conditions that can make your depression a lot worse is arthritis, asthma, cardiovascular disease, cancer, diabetes, and obesity. It's important to realize that feeling down at times is a normal part of life. 
sad and upsetting events like trauma happens to everyone. But if you're feeling miserable or hopeless on a regular basis, people, you can actually be dealing with depression. Now, depression is considered a serious mental condition, and it absolutely can get worse without proper treatment. So people, if you're feeling like this, get the treatment. You know, it's your first step to, you know, being a better person and feeling better. You know, it's not that you're not a better person, but getting to the point where you feel better about yourself is the most important thing. Um, yet, those who treat treatment awful, um, often see improvements in symptoms in just weeks. So if you're feeling hopeless out there, people, and you feel like you're alone, try to get the help. Because people in within two weeks feel better. Wouldn't that be something to, you know, to look forward to? Absolutely. I think 100%. Uh, my view on depression is I know that I was depressed when I went through my bout. When I talked about it in my journey, my first episode, and I talked about, you know, being depressed. Um, I've had some traumatic events over the year with work regarding work. Um, you know, you know, in the end of the day, I felt hopeless and I felt like I was at a dead end job and a lot of negative emotions and it transferred into me being a negative person, which transferred me into being a negative Nelly at work or a negative influence in other people and bringing them down and Listen, I apologize to the people I work with if I became that person. Because I know now that I look back on depression and anger and stuff, um, I did probably have that. And I've dealt with that for years. Was I manic depressive or, or anything like that? No, absolutely not. But I think I was depressed because um, I'll tell you a little bit about a story. And I am... Um, I was at work one time, something happened, and I got brought up front by uh, one of my bosses. I'm not going to say names because it's not about him. It's about the impact on me. Um, when I went up, I felt uh, I was kind of a little nervous, and I asked if it was anything big. Do I need to bring someone with me? Oh, no, just a regular chat. So anyway, I got up there, and for about a half an hour, I felt like the worst worker in the world. I felt harassed, bullied, intimidated. Um, I was basically told, how do you feel? How do you feel? Trying to get a direct response to um, <laughs> if I was going to have an outburst or, you know, that, have, that they could get something on me saying I was being negative or yelling or threatening or intimidating. And I bit my lip, people. I know I was so frustrated. I was angry. And I kept saying no. And he kept saying, or he or she, I'm not going to determine who it is. And people that are listening that from my work, you'll know who it is. Um, he, he or she kept going. I keep saying he, eh? No. Anyway, this person kept doing this and, and poking me, poking me. Well, how do you feel about this? And how do you feel about that? I mean, I was told I was the worst worker. I didn't know my job. You know, you're lucky to have a job. Oh, boys. I felt really intimidated and very embarrassed. And I had probably numerous supervisors. I'm not going to say how many people in the room. And I had one supervisor that did defend me and did say that I was a good worker. And I, and I did do my job great. And I worked with my clients, uh, you know, did a lot of stuff with them and I was very positive with the clients. 
There was one person out of that room. And it was almost felt like it was a bad cop, good cop. But I'll tell you, that was one of the most impactful conversations I have ever had in my entire life. To this day, it makes me angry that I didn't do more, that I didn't stand up. But at that point, what do you do? I mean, that's your supervisor. Do you do you do, do you do go this route? And then you blackball yourself. And, you know, I come up through them doors and I was with another person. And I said, you know what, I'm, I feel like I was harassed in there and I was bullied. And, and the person looked at me with a white face and said, no, no, don't do that. And to this day, it was probably the most regretful thing because I didn't stand up for myself and I didn't take a, a stand. And, and do I regret it? No, I guess in turn, going through all this turmoil and getting to the place where I'm at now, I can't look back at that. I can't look back at it as, as being impactful in my life anymore. I have overcome it. I have challenged myself and I've got to the point where it's okay. I'm okay with what happened because it it made me a better, stronger person because here I am talking about it as the first step and discussing it as another and being a part of this whole podcast is to help people. And I think that if you hold on to trauma, you got to learn to wade through it. And that's like depression. You got to wade through it. And you got to put your rubber boots on and you have to wade through this mess of feelings and and hopelessness and sadness and impending doom and black hole stuff and really get into what you need to get done and where it started. And, you know, that could have been my turning point in my career and it could have been the ending point, but I survived. I was a battler. I wouldn't let it bring it down, and, you know, and I can attribute that to a lot of my sports playing and when I played sports and people, I'm, I'm not exactly the most physique kind of guy, but I played high caliber sports and the fans were pretty brutal to me and they call me a lot of nasty names, but I fed into the nasty names and I made it my mission to prove them wrong because I've always been the type of guy that no matter what people say about me, I've always struggled with the confidence to do it. But at the same point, it gave me the motive to say, you know what, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to work extra hard. And if people ever see me run, they'd be like, oh, oh my God, how does that man look at the size of him and he moves that quick? Believe me, my coworkers will, will attest to it. They've seen me run on several emergency responses and stuff, and I run for a bigger man. Now, this is something I struggle with the, with depression is is my weight, too. Um, and, you know, I'm a binge eater. I'm an emotional eater. And when things go wrong, I or I'm bored, or, or whatever. It, it, it's one of my downfalls, I guess you could say. But anyway, what I'm trying to say about this whole situation and my trauma is I let it define me for several years. I let it define me. It defined my work and defined in how I was in work and defined. I, I bought into what he said, and I shouldn't have never. I did it in high school where teachers said I was a certain something, and I bought into being the bad kid. But I proved them all wrong because here I am, you know, graduating out of high school. Just, you know, they pretty much graduated me. But I turned around and I got myself a university degree. And I got a major in criminology and sociology and I did it. I motivated myself to get it done. And, you know, I had a lot of help on the way. Absolutely. I had some support, big supporters. And, you know, family is a big supporter. And, and you know... Seeing the end result and the end goal 
you know, me coming over the double major, just getting out of high school. That was a win for me. That was like, haha, I can do it. I did it. I'm the man. But that was more my story. Now, I can go on and on about my story, but we're going to talk about depression because in, in the end of the day, this is this is a part of who I am. Did I deal with it a lot? I'm not sure if I did. I know I had some days where I was hopeless and I had some days where I felt like I wasn't, you know, a part of society and, and I kind of drive myself out. But I pulled myself through and I'm not going to dwell on that because I don't need to dwell on it. It doesn't define me what happened, what people say doesn't define who I am today. I'm standing up and I'm breaking the silence of who I am. That story I've told some people, but I've never made it public like I did. And that was probably the most dramatic things I've ever had from work. And it, it defined me for a lot of years. It defined me and it held me back from getting promotions. It held me back from, you know, doing different things. It's, you know, because everyone's, oh, he's awful negative. Man, he's negative. But no one ever once asked me how I was. How are you doing? And that's what we need to do. We need to, to understand if people are angry, if they're not acting we need to take the time to show that we care. Because if we show we care, then it shows hopeful signs that they, they, they mean something to the workplace, to their lives, to who they are, and what kind of person they are. We need to start doing that. Now, I've also researched on the National Institute of Mental Health, depression. Um, a major depression disorder and clinical depression is a common and a serious mood disorder. It causes severe symptoms that affect on how you feel and how you think and how you handle daily activities as much as sleep, eat, and working. To be diagnosed with depression, the symptoms can be present for, have to be present for at least two weeks. So I'm going to go into the different uh, disorders of depression. I'm going to talk a little bit about them. So, uh, you know, I'm going to try to, um, some forms of depression are slightly different. Or other may develop under unique circumstances, such as persistent, uh, persistent depressive disorder, uh, which is also called diphtheria. I thought I hope I pronounced that right. Is a depressed mood that lasts for at least two years. Wow. Uh, people diagnosed with persistent uh, depressive disorder may have. Episodes of major depression along the periods with lesser uh, severe symptoms. But symptoms must last for at least two years to be considered depressive, persistent depressive disorder. Wow, that's uh, pretty relevant to be depressed for two years. Wow, I know people deal with this. I, I just find it hard to live like that. And I know people do, and I'm not ever... Uh, I feel for people that do. I, that's why I'm here. Uh, there's another one. Postpartum depression is more, is much more serious than baby blues. A lot of women have this. You get baby blues. But it's relatively mild depression uh, and anxiety symptoms, which typically clear within two weeks after delivery. Uh, some women experience after giving birth. Women with postpartum depression experience full-blown major depression during pregnancy and after, which is called postpartum depression. Feeling of extreme sadness, anxiety, exhaustion that accompany postpartum depression make it difficult for these new mothers, 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 
mothers to complete daily care activities for themselves and for their babies. Wow. Gosh. And if you do have this, you know, it's a part of it. It's it's natural. A lot of women's, mothers have this. Um, so please get help. Um, psychiatric depression occurs when a person has severe depression plus some form of psychosis such as having disturbed faults fixed beliefs delusions or hearing or seeing upsetting things that other cannot hear or see which means hallucinations the psychiatric symptoms typically have a depressive theme such as delusions of guilt, poverty, or illness. So, I mean, watch out for signs of this. Um, like I said, the quicker you get help with this, the better you feel. And there's millions of people that deal with this every day. And I applaud them for being champions because it's so hard for people. And I get that it's hard. But if you can reach for that source of strength to get yourself out of that dark hole, You'll be better. You'll feel much better. There's another one called seasonal affect disorder, which is characterized as being onset of depression during the winter months when there is less natural sunlight. This depression generally lifts during the spring and the summer. Winter depression is typically you know, occupied with social withdrawal, increased sleep, weight gain, uh, predictably predictively returns every year in a social afflict disorder. So seasonal, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, we get into February and that's why February is a suicide month. Um, Cause that seems to be the most likely that people commit suicide is in February. So, I mean, this in correlation to that, absolutely. I can understand that why people get to the point. I mean, you seem robotic. You're doing the same thing every day, and you don't want to be doing the same thing. So I get it. If you have this, get help. There's lots of help out there. Uh, bipolar disorder is different than depra from depression, but it is included in the list because someone with bipolar disorder experiences episodes of extreme low moods that meet the criteria for major depression called bipolar depression but a person with bipolar disorder also extremes high or euthor uh, uh a very happy mood uh extremely happy overjoyed that type of uh mood uh moods called manic or less severe form of hypromana hypermana so that is the different ones, as far as depression, what gets into it. Uh, um, then I have something. What factors may be related to depression? So I have some factors. Um, depression may be caused by one factor or alone or a combination of numerous factors. Some factors believed to be uh, active in contributing to depression. So we're going to look at one of them as being family history. Depression could be something that runs in families, genetics. Um, if Uncle Willie was depressed, then chances are there's genes somewhere that can ha happen. 
it's just fine. Just get the help because it's not it's not a hindrance. It's just so just a little setback that you need to you need to tinker with. Uh, imbalance of uh, chemicals in the brain is one. Uh, difficult life events like tra traumatic events can be a big impact. And if you don't, you know, uh, the next one is traumatic events in childhood, such as influence a mental outlook through their life, a person's life. You know, a traumatic event can, can mean a lot of things. Abuse, neglect, divorce, family violence. Now, here's one. Uh, gender and women are more likely to develop depression than men um, I don't know if that's because of the thing I talked about before about men who are hiding their feelings and don't want to feel like they're weak and that, that could be a lot of it just drinking my coffee here uh, increased work demands such as uh times people likely becoming depressed like in you know work increases uh different job uh, titles or more added responsibilities or a different way to do it uh, people are a creature of habit sometimes you change the routine it puts people into an anxiety frenzy and sometimes it happens that you know that sort of stuff uh low income uh living alone or divorce can bring out symptoms of depression some money troubles or financial hardships definitely can come into it, because again you're seeing no end to the, uh, no end to it, and and it's hard because, uh, that's you know, so brings me to my next section, which is common symptoms of depression. So ones I've laid out like lack of motivation. I mean depression also you know often causes people to lose interest in the things they used to enjoy. Uh, formally going out to, with people might turn down invitations from friends you know individuals may start to neglect their hygiene or their appearances uh, you know that sort of thing you know the responsibilities you know they don't take them as serious uh, you know normal so, uh, social interactions um, they kind of retreat and go into a hermit type of uh you know, they go to solitude and, you know, when you start doing things, uh, people, you know, that person, if they, they're withdrawn, no, I got other things. It's careful to watch that sort of thing because, I mean, you know, you want to take care of your coworkers, your family members and stuff and other people. Um, number two is uh, having difficulty making decisions. Um, research has shown the average person makes four to five decisions per hour. That's pretty big. Uh, the vast majority of these decisions require little little thought. You know, they're automatic decisions. But a person with depression could find the smallest decisions very difficult to make when normal thought processes are, are interrupted, such as depression. Depression can make individuals more forgetful, uh, causing problems with concentration. Uh, medications used to treat depression can also cause memory problems. So that's that's pretty big. Um, depression, low self-esteem, huge one. I've dealt with this. Uh, when a person becomes unable to effectively carry out responsibilities, or they may notice that they're alienating, you know, friends and family and coworkers and stuff, that can happen. Uh, 
even diagnosed with depression, they can blame themselves for their lack of sociability. This can decrease the self-esteem. Uh, puts it into a, like, a, you know, your self-doubt self and your negativity. Um, you know, low self-esteem, it's huge. Uh, with social media and uh, people having to be a certain size and um, you know, you look at other people, oh my gosh, they're so good looking. But you, you see, you don't know what other people are walking in or you walk a mile in their shoes. They could be dealing with the same issues as you. Because a lot of people that are in good shape still have safe self-esteem issues. Um, a lot of people look at me and they think that I'm pretty confident, but I deal with self-esteem issues. It's It's normal. You know, you always want to be better and, you know, it's, it's normal to feel, have low self-esteem, but it's how to battle it and how to make yourself, you know, I'm okay with this. I'm okay. I will make changes. I will do this to get better. You know, these are the sort of things you need to do. Number four is guilt. Guilt. Someone with depression may develop irrational or disappropriated feelings um, of guilt. Whether it's legitimate reasons or not, they may feel an emotional reaction to what is typically out of proportion how to have a healthy person would feel the same circumstances. Whereas the sense of being unable to correct causes of guilt can create an emotional uh, tailspin, which exuberates other symptoms such as antisocial personalities and a low self-esteem. So guilt can also do that. That's just bad. Um, irritability, uh, men deal with a lot of this cause that's how they deal with, uh, how they feel. They get angry. People with depression sometimes can be intolerant of behavior of others. Difficulties to face it in handling challenges, seeing the apparent ease in which acquaintances manage their lives is maddening. Uh, a depressive person can become overly sensitive to perceived slights and even experiences an emotional outburst, even when they feel slighted. If they feel like they're being mocked or, you know, uh, somebody's using sarcasm at work, and a lot of people use that, uh, can impact somebody being very angry, which is not good. Um, the, you know, they have the inability to suppress that anger, and it just comes out um, because they don't know how to manage it or deal with it. Um, another one with depression is anxiety. People can be, uh, with depression, become preoccupied with what's wrong with them, leading to anxiety. Um, could experience, uh, mysterious pains, uh, fatigue, appetite, uh, problems with concentrating, other issues that, uh, could suggest a serious physical ailment. Um, Sometimes receiving a diagnosis of depression and other mental disorder can relieve this symptom, but sometimes the individual has a has a reason for their distress. So I mean, the anxiety is a reaction to, to your body saying there's something wrong. So I mean, I discussed this in my anxiety issue, um, and this is a big one. Um, no one likes to talk about it. Is suicidal thoughts. Um, people with depression also have a pessimistic view on life. They start to think about death, uh, though only a few are willing to talk about it, um, uh, of their hope and it will be over soon. 
Um, this this kind of talk frightens a lot of people because they don't know how to react. It's awkward. Um, no one wants to ask the question, uh, are you suicidal? Now, I took, uh, we take a great course in my workplace. It's called ASSIST. And we go into scenarios where um, we have to talk someone off a bridge or we have to talk someone out of doing something. We have to find a common ground with people. We have to find what's wrong. We have to find out who they are. First of all, talk to about them. Talk to them. Hey, what's your name? What do you do? You know, try to get a sort of connection with them because we don't want anybody to die. We don't want anybody to commit suicide. Absolutely not. Um, because we're all humans and we look to help. Um, so we get into that. The assist is a beautiful program and we talk to them about, you know, what's going on and they feel hopeless and they to express themselves. Biggest thing about this is listening. You have to listen. Because even if they get it off their chest, you know, they say, oh my God, somebody's listening. Someone does care. Someone absolutely does care about me, which is huge. So, you know, we we need to, you know, there is a correlation between depression and suicide. And we know that. And there's, there's research out there for miles about this. Uh, anyone, you know, concerned about a friend or a family member well-being should be should encourage them to talk to a doctor absolutely because there can be medication or there could be some you know some therapy or anything like that uh another one with depression is the sleep is another one some people find it hard to sleep uh, while others wake up in the early in the morning can't fall back to sleep some feel incapable of getting out of bed because their sleep is so jagged Sleep deprivation adds fatigue and exuberates other symptoms of low activity or feeling of. So, uh, get into sleep deprivation. Okay, that's kind of the what I was talking about. Another one, I mean, I talked about a physical pain. Now, these are just information that I've got off the internet. And the last thing I want to talk about is basically reckless behavior. Um, if you see someone engaging in, you know, uh, substance abuse, uh, drinking a lot, Compulsive gambling, reckless driving, or dangerous sports. More than likely, they're severely depressed. I mean, they they use these just to mask their feelings and to stay out of depression or from a traumatic event. Um, in closing, in depression hits everybody in some form, no matter how big or how small or how hopeless it seems. Depression can affect you, physical, mental, your emotional state, and your well. Uh, well-being is one overall well-being. Um, the roadmap to regaining your health with depression begins with the understanding of your symptoms. What are you going through? Once you understand and recognize your symptoms, you'll be more confident and prepared to reach out for help or support or get a family member to go with you. Uh, your diagnosis and treatment will be individualized by your health care provider that you'll receive there are a few that help with depression and stay you know to stay ahead of it i know there's a few of them that people that you know if you can stay ahead of your depression know that you have it like i've done that and i stay ahead of it and i try to stay ahead of it so i mean you're the only one that can reach out and take a chance and get the steps that you need and the biggest thing is that you know you're not alone in this journey you know Break the silence, seize the moment, and take ownership. You know, don't let 
depression be your one thing that holds you back. Don't. Now, I have a quote here, and, and I love it. And it's from uh, Brooke Davis, and I've got it from healthyplace.com. They have a lot of several uh, different quotes uh, on there, like positive quotes. Sometimes life will kick you around, but sooner or later, you realize you're not just a survivor. You're a warrior. You are stronger than anything in life throws your way. Beautiful quote. So another thing I want to do before I go is... I know I talked about a lot of depressing things, but here, I, I have this off Facebook and I really love it. I'm going to read some of the things that, you know, that says, and it's called, in case you didn't know, you're not a burden. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to tell people that you're struggling. Don't suffer in silence. Tell someone, get the help. It's what I've been stressing the whole, my whole podcast. It's okay to need help. Everybody needs help once in a while. Please get yourself help. You're not the exception to recovery. You know, the world is a more beautiful place because you are in it. And I firmly believe that. You're worth it. You are a good person. And I want to thank you for existing. You are beautiful. You're not the exception to recovery. I've already said that one, but it's a good, good one. Please stay alive. If you're looking for a sign not to kill yourself, this is the sign. Please stay alive. People love you. I love you. Don't give up. Be positive, people. And I know this is a long podcast, probably one of my longest ones. But here's the thing, I want to talk about depression, and I'm going to have a person in the future that has volunteered about depression, and has for his whole life, and he's a pretty inspiring person, I think, and I'm very, uh, very gracious that a lot of people have stepped up, because this is, this is not only my battle, this is not only me stepping up, it's other people, and I want you to step up, and I want you to take ownership, and I want you to not be silent anymore. And I want to tell you that you are a great person. You are important to me. And you're important to the world. You're important to your family, your friends, your co-workers. Without you, some things don't function. You may not see that, but I see in myself that I know the world goes round and round and a lot of negative things that have happened and people get through it. But let's get through it together, people. Let's Let's get through whatever you're going through with every one of these podcasts. And I hope I can relate with you in some way, in some fashion. Because at the end of the day, this is what I'm here to do. I'm not here for fanfare. I'm not here for anything. I'm here to help people. I'm out, you know. And I just want to say that I really, really, really thank you for listening. And I really hope that you take some of the advice and some of the things that I say on here to, you know, to fruitation and, and take yourself and get help. Because... Getting help makes your life better, makes you more manageable, and that's what we need. We need you to take, take, take the bull by the horn and go do it. But anyway, I'm going to go on and on and on about this. But I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'm Helen Helchi. Thank you for listening to this podcast. 
Thank you for listening to Pod Chat Club. I'm on Facebook. I want you to send a like. I want as many likes. I got to share a lot of things through my Facebook uh, page. I want you to take. You know, it's called Chat Club. Uh, it's on there. It's viewable. And listen, I want you to share the stuff. If people are having problems, share the stuff. And I want to hear comments from you because it's important that I know that what you're feeling. Maybe I'm not saying some things. Maybe there's a topic that you want that I'll talk about. Anyway, I'm going to sign off. This is Alan Hilchey. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Chat Club.